Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of Pro Shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. I'm joined now by Brian Voss at Bowl Expo. Brian, pleasure to uh, chat with you today. Well, thanks. Nice to be here. Brian, tell, tell me, what, what are you doing out here? I, I see you got your 900 Global shirt on, so you're helping some of the folks out there. Uh, what else What else is going on in the world of Brian Voss? Well, I, I represent 900 Global. Uh, I, I kind of base myself out of Europe. I'm the, the head coach of the Slovenian national teams, the men, the women, and the kids. So I'm there, uh, you know, 10 months out of the year. But during those 10 months, I'm, I'm, I'm basically in Sylvania for a week out of each of those months, and I, I still travel to other countries and uh, teach other people how to bowl. My shoulder is now recovered. It's been a year. Uh, I'll be hitting the, hitting the lanes here in a couple of weeks and start practicing. Uh, I just released a book that I'd been working on for about five years. Uh, the injury kind of uh, expedited the, the finished product because I had a lot of spare time. But it was a, it's, a, it's a very unique book only because I did everything myself, the entire book. I had no editing done. That was part of my job when I was in the military. So the entire book was my project, and uh, I'm proud to finally have it published. Well, excellent. Let's, let's go back. There's a lot of things I want to hit on with you and what you, what you just brought up there. How is it coaching overseas? How, how are the bowlers? How, how, do, how do Over here in the States, we see bowling, people will say, is on the decline, and the bowling is a little bit of a depressed industry right now. How is it overseas, though? Are people excited? Do people love it? Love bowling? And, and there's, there's a lot of uh, you know emerging uh, uh, countries that, that, that it's very new to. So it, it's, uh, I don't know if you want to say the... the uh, uh, the say the disease of bowling that is that has contributed to the decline hasn't really hit there yet they're they're very excited about it they love it they're passionate about it and they want to be good and they're they're very the ones that are serious are, are very serious uh you know they take their national teams uh very seriously and, and there's a lot of pride in it but certain countries uh you know because of the uh, uh you know the economic crisis are having a, a little trouble but for the most part they're very excited about bowling they love it Excellent. So uh, we talk about what's wrong with bowling here in the States, what we need to do to improve it. I mean, our job, we started this podcast three years ago to improve things and to improve our sport. And and we feel, you know, Joe Serrar has this, the way we came up with Above180.com, the name, is Joe's been in the pro shop industry over 40 years. Mm -hmm. People can get to usually that 180 average these days with you know a piece or two get a spare ball and, and maybe one or two normal balls but really to take their game to that next level they need a couple more balls they need some coaching they need instruction they need to practice uh, what do you think is holding a lot of bowlers back that you see when, when you do coaching and when you go over there and help people and even people that you help here see here for the first time what well there has to be something that, that motivates people to 
want to continue to do it and it's either because they enjoy it it's a lot of fun they have a chance to be on their national team or they can make money from it uh, national teams exist so that uh, portion uh, still exists it'll always be fun no matter how it's played there's always drama um, but there, there, I think that, that, uh, that the focus should be on building the base of bowlers to build the base of bowlers up and you just figure out how you can build that base up and go from there and do whatever it takes to build that base up how how to do that uh, uh, is very political uh, uh, but there is a way to build that base of bowlers up and that's that's what has to happen but like again it's it's motivation it's either fun national team or you bowl for money and if we build the base of bowlers up then we'll bowl for more money and not in my opinion not the other way around can't bowl for more money because I think we've tried that and and it, it you know it's it's met with uh, I would say not too much success we wish it were more but we got to build the base of bowlers up well, one of the things is people still will go out and bowl recreationally, and you see this all the time. You walk into a bowling center, and it's packed, and people open play. Yeah. What do the centers have to do? What can we do as bowlers to promote it so that these people want to join a league? Are leagues too long these days? I mean, 34 weeks, sometimes people run when they hear that, I'm going to commit to a league for 34. Do we do shorter seasons? Do we do you bowl three weeks on, one week off? Do we do, I, I mean, a lot of ideas thrown out there, but what, what do you think can be done? Because people, you go to the center, there's a lot of people bowling. I mean, we're in Vegas here. A lot of the casinos have bowling center. You see bowlers having fun. What can we do, though? Yeah, yeah. It's it's The fun portion, as I said, will always be there. But to convert them into sport bowlers, uh, once again, it has to. there has to be an incentive for, that to do, for them to do that. And it, what is that incentive? The incentive really is the thrill of competition, uh, the friends that you meet when you travel, uh, but it all comes down to being able to make good money, and and and, and uh, I think that that that, that there, all of the bowling centers in the world need to be under one type of program that is good for everybody. Uh, I don't think that exists nowadays, and and I don't want to get too political, but but. There just needs to be one authority that says this is what we're doing, and and but 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 it is the definition of what we're doing that is I think is the the answer, and that that has to be defined. PBA uh, Tour just finished up with their summer swing, where they did the tournaments in Milwaukee. They do the the World Series of Bowling out here in Vegas. What are your thoughts on the way that you know how the tour is handling things? And again, they're doing what they can to to make limited resources, and they get all the guys out for one one area. Um, but what are your thoughts? I mean, when you when you started on tour, you were bowling. You guys are gone 30, 30 weeks, 34, 34 weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you think we'll ever see that again, or can, can we get back to where these – I mean, a lot of these guys are out here. They're doing coaching. They're doing all sorts of – will bowling ever be someone's – I mean, unless you're a top-tier guy, is bowling ever going to be – be where it was when you were out on tour. I'm I'm optimistic. I should. There's always there's always a way. There really is. I, I, I'm a firm believer. There's always a way. Uh, it's a great sport, and and many people play it from all over the world. Uh, there is a way. There is a way to do it, and 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 that's that way has to be defined, and it and it and and uh, it just. Uh, it's a tough political topic. Uh, that's all I can say is, but there is a way. 
There's always a way. Okay, final question, then we're going to talk about your book for a little bit. One of the things that is being being discussed now is the qualifications for people in the USBC Open in Reno, Open Champions Tournament. You know, right now it's non-exempt uh, exempt tour players can't bowl it. Uh, they're changing because the PBA is doing away with the exempt exempt status of the tour. But what are your thoughts? You know, because I've talked to people. We've talked to Jeff Riggles, Eagle winner, and talked to people, and they say, "Look, let the pros bowl this because it's going to mean more that I know that I had to I had to beat the best in the world to win an eagle." So, do you have any thoughts on that? I think the the best bowlers in the world should be able to bowl that tournament. A- absolutely. I, I I don't see any reason why they they should be disallowed. They were allowed in the past, you know, and, and like like you said, I think it makes it for a more prestigious tournament, knowing that you did beat the best in the world instead of the best amateurs. So, my opinion, uh, let them bowl. Let them bowl. And then tell me about your book. Well, it was, you know, I dabbled in it for many years, and I'd, uh, I had excerpts from five years ago that I used in this book, and, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't finish five years ago because this game has changed a little bit, and... And uh, I continue to learn in, in, in how to uh, uh, teach people and in, in the philosophy of teaching. Uh, but it's just, it's just something that I, I always wanted to do, and, and I finally had the time to uh, finish it. But uh, I'm telling you, I'd, I could make a movie from, from the time I started this book a year ago until I finish it, finished it. It, it was... Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a mini publisher now. I know the entire process it takes to, to publish a book. Uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, I put a lot of heart and effort into it. And, and I just hope the you know, the people that, that uh, you know, buy it or read it uh, get some helpful knowledge from it, which I think they will. Great. And we're going to have a link as well on above180.com. We'll put a link in the description to help people direct them to where they can purchase the uh, purchase the book. And, and you talked a little, you hit a little bit on coaching. Um, what do you see when you see amateurs? One of the, what are their biggest flaws, I guess you could say, in an, in an amateur's game that is helping them, in your opinion, to go to take that next step to that next level? There's there's an art. There's an art to putting a ball in your hand and, and knocking down pins. There's there's a there's technique. There's science. There's a, uh, God, there's so many things. There's a, a, you know f- rhythm and footwork. And I would say that most people. Uh, Almost no, not most people. Almost everybody needs to work on how that ball swings. There's a science in how it swings and how it should be started, how it should drop, uh, which are all covered in this book, by the way. Uh, uh, I think a lot of them are just just really missing great coaching. They don't they don't really realize these subtle little changes, what it's going to do to their their scores. Uh, but 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 coaching is a it's a never ending. Uh, Never-ending learning process. You always come up with one student that you gotta, you gotta come up with some sort of way that may be a little different than what you've tried with all of your students in the past to get them to do what you want to do. Well, and it's funny because Tiger Woods has a golf coach, has a swing coach. Bowlers, though, you go and you go to a normal league, and this even let's take your higher-end scratch leagues. And how many? I bet you it's it's less than 10% of those guys actually have been to a coach. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does it seem like that's? An, it seems like in bowling it's negative to have a coach. But in other sports, golf, everyone has a coach. Everyone, everyone has a coach. Everyone has a coach. Uh, yeah, I think that you know, uh, uh, it's no fault of their own. But a lot of league players, uh, they're used to soft conditions where where you know their margin of error is five or six boards, and they don't really recognize the value of uh, fine tuning 
when you have such margin of error, you know, you, you don't see your faults. They aren't uh, exposed. Uh, but even the best, you know, when, when you mentioned Tiger Woods, and I mentioned him a lot in my uh, comparisons, he was on top of the world at one time with a certain swing. But he changed his swing. He changed it. And, and he knew it would take, you know, a good six months of perseverance, but he believed in it and he changed his swing. So there's always room for improvement. Always room. But, you know, people, people uh, they gotta, they got to know that there's really an art to uh, bowling great. Brian Vossman, thank you for joining me today. All right, my pleasure.